Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am Nathan Long. I'm joined today by Jordan Dove, Jake Barty, and Ronald Riggs. How y'all doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Good evening, sir. Feeling good. good. Hmm. It's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, tonight we'll be discussing what probably every sports show and podcast is talking about right now. That's the upcoming Super Bowl between Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game will take place in Tampa, Florida, and uh, there is a 40% chance of rain, and it will be cold, which sounds like a great Super Bowl. Boys, are y'all excited for this matchup? I'll start with Jordan. I am. Um, kind of was hoping, you know, for a, a different result, but, you know, what we got is very, very interesting. You kind of have the meeting of uh, young and old between Brady and Mahomes. Also, the first Super Bowl to be played at a home stadium mm-hmm. with the Buccaneers playing in Tampa. Jake, you excited? Oh, yeah. To echo off what was uh, what Jordan was saying, definitely wish the results went differently. However, the way I kind of view this match is what many people consider the GOAT in Tom Brady versus probably the future GOAT in Patrick Mahomes. Ronald? Uh, yeah, this is the most excited I've been to watch a Super Bowl since Super Bowl 51, and that's because I like Super Bowl 51, an NFC South team was in the Super Bowl, and I was rooting for them. You well, were rooting rooting against them. Okay. I was about to say, are you rooting for the Falcons? <laughs> I was about to kick you out of this room. <laughs> that concludes our episode of the yeah. <laughs> I am So myself, I'm not crazy excited about it, um, mostly because it's the Buccaneers. I just hate seeing them succeed since they're such a garbagely run orga- organization. They just luck into Tom Brady. That's off topic. All right, well, we're going to talk about matchups in this podcast and uh, how that could help each team get a victory. Uh We'll start with the Chan- Kansas City Chiefs offense versus the uh, Bucks defense because I think that's probably the more interesting matchup. The Chiefs boast the number one total offense, number one passing offense, number 16 rushing offense, and number six scoring offense. Who is a player on this Chiefs offense that you are looking forward to watching, Jordan? I think, uh, let's let's say other than Mahomes. Yeah, I agree. Right now. Let's Mahomes say other than Mahomes right now. Um you know, I'll tell you what, the um, the player that always seems to step up in the big games and who one day may be the best tight end ever is Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, I think, is going to have a, a big game um, in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I don't know who's going to pick him up. I don't think anyone's going to be able to successfully defend him. I see him having a big day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking, you know, over 100 receiving yards, I'm sure. Um, this guy has been absolutely amazing. Um, ever since last season, even the season before, but um, in playoffs, in playoff games, this is the guy that really shows up and can have a big performance no matter what stage it's on. Jake? Yeah, I'm in total agreement. Travis Kelsey is, he's going to have a flyer of a game. It, He's a nightmare mismatch for anyone on that Bucks defense, and I think it's really, it's his opportunity to shine, which I think, not to get too ahead of myself, but I think the same will be on the other side but we'll get there later. I think the tight ends are going to have a field day come Super Bowl. Ronald? Yeah, my uh, player to watch is Tyreek Hill, and that's because in the first meeting between these teams in the regular season, Mm Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first half and literally pointed to the cameras and said, get some help for Carlton Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald, I think that was literally my my greatest score ever in fantasy was that week with (laughs) with Tyreek Hill. I think he gave me like 55. What's that? I think he gave me like 55 that day. Something like that, yeah. if not more. But yeah, it was it was crazy. Was that <laughs> higher than Alvin Kamara's day? I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. 
I don't remember what Kamara got. It was it, in the 50s, w- right? It was in the 50s. Yeah, what did Kam- He had six touchdowns, so that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, which he six points right <laughs> off the bat. As one does. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, my the player I'm most excited for, shame on y'all. What university do y'all go to? <laughs> LSU, right? Uh, I, I guess I was thinking Cincinnati. Clyde, <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire is who I am most excited to see. I'm sorry, Elaire. Matt Moscona will yell at me if I say it wrong. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Clyde edwards Lair. I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, if you remember at LSU, he always stepped up in big games. That Bama game, I thought he was the best player on the field. And um, I think he can really elevate this team, especially coming out of the backfield. I think that's where he's going to have some ability to hurt this uh, Bucks defense because for as good as Levante David and Devin White are, neither of them are very great covering running backs. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how much damage he can do because I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball very much. Well, especially because Le'Veon Bell, as of right now, is listed as questionable. So yeah. Clyde's going to be getting pretty much all the carries. Clyde's been better than Bell when he's played this year, too. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Ten but times better. the fact that he's possibly not even going to touch the field on yeah. Sunday tells me that he has all the chance in the world to really cement himself as like a real player. Mm hmm. So we're going to move on to the Buccaneers' defense. The uh, Bucks boast the number six total defense, number 21st passing defense, number one rushing defense, and the number 14 scoring defense. That is all over the place. Um, same question here. What kind of what player are you looking forward to watching on the Bucks' uh, defense? For the defense, um, it's tough. You know, um, Levante David obviously has not had a lot of success. With the Buccaneers and his, his crew, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays, you know, on the biggest stage. You know, I, and that goes for a lot of the Buccaneers players. They haven't had a lot. A lot of these guys have been here a long time. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see them kind of, you know, step over the Super Bowl. But uh, David, for sure. I've mm-hmm. always liked watching him. By the way, very underrated in this year's top 100. Yeah, no, he's underrated every year. I always thought he was the better linebacker between him and Quan Alexander when yes. he was in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think that's clear to see now. Although I love Quan, he did great for the Saints this year until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Jake, I think I'm gonna appreciate and consider the university that I go to. That's right. We wanted to free him when we needed him the most. <laughs> Devin White, yeah. for sure. He played insane against the Saints, which was very bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can, if he can contain the Saints, I mean the Chiefs. They're around there, but I think the Chiefs are a little bit better. I still think that he has the capability of being a lights-out defensive player. Ronald? For me, it'd be Jason Pierre-Paul, and that's because he's had a huge impact on every playoff game he's been in so far, and getting to Mahomes is just so crucial, especially with Mahomes is dealing with a few things. you got to get to him. JPP is my uh, guy on defense to watch. Good old three-finger. <laughs> Don't play with fireworks, kids. What about you? <laughs> Uh, for me, I will go with Devin White. You may be noticing a theme uh, for my picks, and guess what? It's going to continue. Uh, Devin White, he has been phenomenal this year. He made basically the Saints running game ineffective every time they played when they ran on the boundary, and uh, the Chiefs like to run on the boundary. So I could see that being an issue for the Chiefs, and they might have to rely on Patrick Mahomes. God forbid. Oh, no. They have to, they have to rely on probably the most talented quarterback ever. Um but I think he can really have an effect on how this game is played. It can become a shootout instead of like a long, drawn-out, let's run the ball fifty t- or 30 times kind of game. So I'm really excited to see Devin White. I agree with you, Jake. Good answer. 
You mm-hmm. get a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so um, looking at between the matchup between this this Bucks defense and this Chiefs offense, what are some of the biggest matchups you see in this game, Jordan? Um, for me, so you mentioned uh, Clyde earlier. You know, mm-hmm. this the Bucks defense is the number one you know rushing defense, like you said. I think um, that'll be a really interesting matchup to see. Now, I hope uh, I hope it's I hope it's anticlimactic. I hope Clyde runs all over him. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, me too. but um, yeah, the you know down there in the trenches, you know, seeing how they adjust, I, I think that's that's going to be the the key if the Buccaneers want to win is is stopping the running game. Jake. Yeah, Jordan basically stole my answer right out of my mouth. I I'm very excited to see Clyde, and I really hope he performs because. I mean, it's a very tough defense to go up against, at least on the rush. Um, but if if he performs to the standard that we all know that he can deliver, he'll have a legendary night. If Clyde gets 100 yards, I'll buy a Clyde Edwards-Alaire jersey. <laughs> I already got one. Oh, you do? Yeah. I have a Joe Burrow jersey, so there you go. Rob, that, that one was second. Yeah, so my key is actually flip-flop. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Chiefs' defense and well, front seven and Chris Jones and Frank Clark can stop the Buccaneers' running attack because they've actually carried the Buccaneers to their last two or three playoff wins. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that in a second, the uh, defense, the Chiefs' defense. Um, but back on the offense, uh, I would say the best, the, the biggest thing to watch here with this Chiefs' offense is uh, how bad does uh, Tyreek Hill hurt? Carlton Davis again because it was it was abuse last game it was really bad I mean I know he kind of cooled off in the second half but by then the damage was already done yeah by then it was already done the Bucks were playing catch up it was basically over you're not beating Andy Reid uh, when you get down that bad Um, so I'm really excited to see just how bad Carlton Davis will be because I don't like Carlton Davis a lot of big matchups though yeah all right let's flip the script let's take a look at the Chiefs defense against the Buccaneers offense the Buccaneers boast the number seven total offense, number four passing offense, the number twenty-eight rushing offense. Dear Lord, Jeez. that's that's a Bruce Arians offense, <laughs> and the number three scoring offense. Who is the player on the Buccaneers offense you're looking forward to? Oh, once again, ex- probably excluding the quarterbacks, right? So yeah, we'll probably exclude Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Um, j- honestly, just this uh, this entire receiving core. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you talk about Godwin, you talk about Evans. They've been brilliant all year. Um, seeing how they they perform against this Chiefs secondary, which I still say is is very underrated. They don't get appreciated as much as they they should. But um, honestly, this may be cheating a little bit. But just the entire receiving core for uh, Tampa Bay, which I guess includes uh, Gronk as well. Yeah, which kind of segues into what I was gonna say. Uh, Gronk for sure. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at the Chiefs defense, they have like solid talent around the board. But I think their biggest weakness, at least in my opinion, is like middle linebacker. Yeah, they have a weak linebacking core. I don't know who's going to pick up Gronk. He's a very good primary, if not secondary, red zone threat. And I think, you know, I was thinking the same thing. If the Saints made it, like Jared Cook would have had the best chance to succeed. Thank God we didn't have to have that heartbreak there. (laughs) But I think Gronk has the best situation on the Bucs offense to make a real difference. Ronald, Bucs offensive player. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, but to specify on that, uh, I really think Leonard Fournette is going to be the key here for them. I agree. He and again, out. I will go with the LSU player. I'm going with Leonard Fournette. Uh, he has been playing his best football all year uh, in the playoffs. Um, as someone who's a Saints fan, you always have to peak at the right time, and the Saints never tend to do that, and he's peaking at the right time. Um, and I think he can do some damage uh, to this Chiefs uh 
defense. They're the number 21 ranked rushing defense. He can really exploit that weakness and kind of slow this game down and make it. I think it'll be better for the Buccaneers if it's not a shootout because Patrick Mahomes will play hero ball and win it. So they need to be able to run the ball. So how does the running back rotation work for the Bucks? Would you say Leonard Fournette starts or is it Rojo? Leonard Fournette's going to probably get yeah. to start. He's been he's been the hot hand. You got to go with him. Also, Ronald Jones is not good. Every time I watch him, he's just so mediocre. Well, he's he's been having a better season. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, a lot of that is just you know manufactured. Let's get three yards a pop. He's not really explosive. Yeah, he had that one long run, which accounts for like ten percent of his yards, which is just nuts. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, because he had a 98-yard run, uh, run. All right, with the Chiefs' defense, meanwhile, they have the number 16th total defense, number 14 passing defense, number 21 rushing defense, and the number 11 scoring defense. Those are not numbers you'd expect for a team that's in the Super Bowl because uh, none of them are very great. It's very middle of the pack. Yeah, it's very average. Jordan player on the Chiefs' defense you're looking forward to watching. Uh, listen, you can talk about a lot of guys. Um, one of them is uh, Frank Clark, who had uh, two sacks in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo. Um, he made the Pro Bowl for the second straight year. Uh, in the game, in the regular season game against Tampa, he was he was kind of kind of held in check. But I'd be interested to see how he plays. But the guy I'm most looking forward to, because he's my favorite LSU Tiger of all time, is is Honey Badger. I'm really, really excited to, to watch him go head-to-head against these receivers, try and pick them apart, and, and uh, hey, I hope he gets an interception or two because he's my all-time favorite LSU Tiger. Jake? Yeah, it's Hiram Matthew for sure. I mean, i got to go with LSU. There's not much else to say that Jordan already hasn't covered. Go Tigers. Ronald? Go Tigers. I'm going to go with Legereus Sneed. Ooh, oh, that's a Louisiana boy. I like, I like it. One. I'm going to go with Sneed because he's going to be the guy covering these Tampa Bay receivers one-on-one. So I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Tyran Matthew. Like I said, all my picks are LSU players. And we'll we'll talk about LSU in a second because they actually do relate to this Super Bowl in a big way. Mm-hmm. Quite big. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but Tyran Matthew, I don't know how it soured with him in Arizona, but I bet they're really regretting it now because he is one of the best defensive backs in the league. Uh, every Every time I turn on a Chiefs game, he's just making play after play. And, like, he'll get beat sometimes, but... He always seems to just rebound and just forget about that and then make a big play. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger Mm-mm. do not care. That is a hun- I remember that video. That was the good old days. <laughs> and he gets to go up against his old coach and Bruce Arians. He does. How about that? That's yeah, a good storyline. I totally even forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His storyline. That should be really fun to watch. All right. Matchups between the Bucks offense and the Chiefs defense. Uh, Ronald already kind of pointed out one. So I'll, I'll go first because I agree with him. I think that Chiefs defensive line is going to play a big role in how this game is dictated because Brady is one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure. If you can get pressure on him, I mean, we saw it when the Saints played him the first two times. You get pressure on Brady, he wilts. Um, He didn't used to be that way, but that's how he is now. If Chris Jones gets in the backfield on every play, and I think he can because the Bucs offensive line's not great, um, it's going to be a bad day for the Buccaneers. Jordan? Yeah, I'd have to agree. You talk about Chris Jones. Um, you talk about Frank Clark, like I was talking about earlier. Two Pro Bowls uh, right there um, on, the, on the D-line. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, to see how Brady goes against, you know, a lot of pressure. Um, you know, while he was in New England for, for years, he, he was blessed with a good O-line. So mm-hmm. um, not saying this Tampa O-line is bad, but, you know, the, the KC defensive line is going to be on him all game. So I'd have to agree with you, too. That's got to be, like, the biggest point between uh chiefs defense and bucks offense if you can collapse the pocket 
on Brady before he gets a chance to really read the field, he will fold. Mm-hmm. We saw that in the first two times the Saints played them. I mean, granted, those are the games I watched the most intently, but there was a lot of common denominators, and one of those was you don't give Brady time, he will fold. Ronald, you you brought it up, and we all agreed with you on it. Is there any other defensive matchup you can see with the Chiefs defense and the Bucks offense? Maybe add a little variety to this segment. Uh, not really. I mean, I already touched on it. Yeah. Uh, Legereus Sneed versus um maybe Mike Evans, but if that's really how it goes. You're gonna then... go against a young corner. I mean, yeah. that could end bad. But yeah. at the same time, he's played good in big moments so far. This yeah, year. and it is Mike Evans, so you know. Yeah, he he likes to wilt in in big games, so it'll happen. Don't worry. I'll have to go back and see how he performed against KC in the regular season because I really don't remember yeah. how that matchup went. I think during he had, game. I know he had a touchdown late. I don't know if I think Chris Codwin had a good game that game, but I don't yeah, really Yes. And Evans had a touchdown lead. It mm-hmm. was like thirty or twenty yards. It's like mm-hmm. got garbage time touchdown, basically. Uh, I wouldn't call it the garbage time. No, they, they were they were making a comeback. It wasn't yeah. really garbage time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well I we I keep mentioning it, but uh there's lots of LSU players in this game. They have six players total, seven if you include Cyril Grayson on the practice squad. <laughs> You've got Leonard Fournette, Devin White, Kevin Minter, Daryl Williams. Clyde Edwards-Elair, and Tyran Matthew. How well does that reflect on the LSU program? Because, fun fact, no Bama players in this game. Not a single one. Music to my ears. I wonder if that ends a streak. I wonder if there was at least one in yeah. the last couple of seasons. I wonder. That'd be, some, that'd be something be, interesting to look be, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how well do you think this reflects on the LSU football program as a whole? Extremely well. Mm-hmm. Extremely well. You, I mean, you got to think uh, we put out just as many players each year as, as Bama does uh, in the NFL. These guys develop extremely quickly. Uh, most of them do when they when they reach the pros. And um, listen, you know, you can say that these guys are on good teams, or you could say that these guys made these good teams, mm-hmm. you know, or made or made the teams that they are now. So um, I, I'm extremely proud of this to to see uh, these seven guys or six um, and seven including the practice. You, player, you could include Cyril. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Cyril. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm no, I'm extremely proud that there are, there are seven guys playing in the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun to watch and keeping up with each of them individually to see how they perform in this game. And we might get an MVP. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I think it's one thing where, I mean, having six LSU players in one Super Bowl is phenomenal in itself. But I think. After thinking about it a little more, the cool thing about it is that you have players from all over the 2010s. You took exactly what I was going to say. As a part about. of that. Tyron Matthew from the early 2010s, De- or not Devin White, but you can consider him, I guess, mid 2010s. No, he's 2018. Claudio was there 19. More so Fournette. Matthew 11. Minter 14. Fournette was like that mid 2010s. Fournette is what yeah. I meant to say. And then you have Clyde, of course. Um, I think that's just a testament of, like, you know, we haven't had that many national championships in the decade but the quality is still there mm-hmm. and i think that's a testament to how great our football program has been over the last decade absolutely ronald yeah it, it really is a testament for one we had 14 players drafted last draft yeah. alone record and tied for the record now you have all these players in the super bowl the biggest game out there like nflsu really is a real thing that's that's a great pitch to a recruit like hey how many Bama players were in the Super Bowl this year? How many were on the biggest stage this year? How many made their team better? Also, uh, most, if not all, of those players like that are a part of that LSU team or history, none of them are like fringe players. No, Kevin Minter is a key team. special teamer for the like, so even him. Like bias aside, we all mentioned 
a few LSU players as key players in each offense or defense, mm-hmm. respectively. That's a really good point. It's not like they're taking, they're like counting these guys yeah. and they're deep in the bench. No, these are guys that are that are starters. Williams scored a touchdown. Yeah, these guys that are starters and making big play. Like these are names that you know, um, people outside the LSU community, if you will, they know, they recognize. Yeah, I think this will really help recruiting. I mean, not only do they have six, like the most, they're up by two. The next closest is like four. So like they're by far. Mm-hmm. the most in the uh, in the Super Bowl. And I love to see it because mm-hmm. it's... I'm curious, who's number two? Iowa. Iowa and someone else, I think. I'd believe it. Yeah, Iowa gets those big boys. Yeah, those corn-fed big boys. Yeah. Usually <laughs> linemen or something. Yeah, and then they'll get a random <laughs> defensive back. That's right. Yeah. All right, now it's time to deal with hypotheticals. Um, looking over, you know, if one team wins, what will this mean? If Brady wins... Does it officially end the GOAT debate? Because he did it with two teams. Granted, I thought the Bucks were pretty loaded. So, But does it end the GOAT debate? If he loses? No, if he wins. Oh, if he wins. I'm sorry. Um, listen, I've, I've always been a guy that said uh, Jerry Rice is the GOAT. Um, Jerry Rice was a guy that played into his 40s, too, but a receiver is more of a physical more, Much thing. more physical. If he wins this, man, and, and let's, let's add in a, a Super Bowl MVP as well. I might just have to give it to him, really. I mean, you, you think about it, coming to a new team, um, and you're, the first year you win a Super Bowl and the, the Super Bowl MVP, um, you know, you had the weapons to do it, but a quarterback that wasn't able to, you know, win like Brady does, you, you got to think, maybe, maybe. Jake? I think it's interesting because if the Buccaneers do win it and Brady gets Super Bowl MVP, not only does that, kind of cement his legacy but one of the few players if pretty much the only player I'm thinking of that could potentially reach the GOAT status is Patrick Mahomes if it goes in the Bucks' favor this Super Bowl Sunday it'll be forever marked that he lost to Brady at you know in his 40s when Patrick Mahomes was at the peak of his powers and on a better team I would say I'd say the Chiefs are a better team mm-hmm. <laughs> but granted the Bucks are still very stacked on mm-hmm. you know oh, the yeah, skill they're, positions they're not the Bengals no <laughs> <laughs> sorry Joe <laughs> please somebody get them out of there I miss you <laughs> Ronald yeah Jake you pretty much said it um it will in the GOAT debate if Brady wins another one and it will like if people if Mahomes ever gets to that level people are gonna say well Brady beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl towards the end of his years, and Mahomes was in his prime. So it, it will pretty much end the debate if Brady wins right here. Hmm. Mahomes is already in his prime, and he's like 24. Mm-hmm. He's going to dominate this league for a, a decade and a half. That's going to be very, very not fun as another a team uh, a fan of another team. But I, I like the kid. He's so much more likable than Tom Brady. So 100%. I like watching him. Honestly, Ronald, that uh, I was just thinking about that before you mentioned it. That kind of bugs me that 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 analysts are saying that if he loses to uh, Brady, he can he can never be the goat. You know, we, we don't know what his career yeah. will yeah. consist of. If he wins ten Super Bowls, it, that's the only one he loses. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll definitely be in the back of everyone's mind. Like, whoa, well, did he defeat the true goat and everything? I don't really yeah. like that because Mahomes is still just getting started. We don't know what he's mm-hmm. what he's going to do. And I mean, hey, like it's definitely a a big game. You definitely want to beat the 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 goat quarterback right now, but you know, you I never li- know. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that the only people that would really consider that as like a hindrance to Patrick Mahomes' career is like sports stands on Twitter. <laughs> I hope it doesn't <laughs> leave point. that. The worst people. The cesspool of just 
I hate, I hate Twitter. At least it, NFL Twitter is not as bad as NBA Twitter. NBA, NBA Twitter is bad. I, I think Mahomes would be good, though, because Breeze beat Manning in the Super Bowl, and people still put Manning over Breeze. Yeah, you're right. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wrong, but yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I tend to agree. Um, I think if he does win it, I think at that point it ends the GOAT debate. I hate saying it because he's such an unlikable dude. But, you know, unli- you know, to be fair, Michael Jordan, for a lot of people, is probably a pretty unlikable dude because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an absolute, like, competitor. He's a, he's He does not mess around. I mean, if you're Scott Burnell, you probably don't think he's that great. Yeah. So is LeBron. Yeah. Um, so another hy- hypothetical here. Let's say Mahomes wins. What else does he have to do to be considered the GOAT? Does he have to win six or does he have – because he has beaten – Brady in the in the Super Bowl is the bar lower? How does he pass Brady? It's interesting, right? Because people are are kind of judging Brady like do you in order to to dethrone him as the GOAT QB, do you have to beat his records which he holds? Do you have to win more championships which he has the most? Um I don't know, but it, mm-hmm. it's something that Mahomes can definitely do both of. Now, he may not get me personally, he may not get the Super Bowls. He may not, but I think at the end of his career, he could get all the records. So if people are basing it off of that, then you know they could crown Mahomes as the goat. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's difficult. <laughs> Either way, he's on the right track right now, Nathan. He's only twenty five, and yep. um, if he wins this the Super Bowl MVP on on Sunday, will be his second um, in only his you know thirty years of starter. So he's he's well on his way. It would take a monstrous game from one of the other Chiefs players for him to not win it. Like I'm talking a two hundred yard, three touchdown Tyreek Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he did in the regular season. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think the first takeaway, if uh, Mahomes wins, is like that's passing of the torch right there. Uh, and one thing I try and consider whenever people bring up like who's the GOAT of whatever sport, statistics are one thing, and many people, including myself at times, look strictly at statistics, how many you know championships, how many MVPs, titles, whatever. But I think a big part is also the cultural aspect and what you brought to not only your team, but the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think Mahomes has the potential to reach the level of influence that Brady had uh, or has still. Um, and that's not really something I can quantify. That's really just a wait and see however long he stays in the league, which will probably be a long time. Ronald? Yeah, Jake, it really is a wait and see type of thing because – Many people forget this, but Tom Brady won three Super Bowls and went a full decade without winning another one, Yep, which is crazy. And he was still getting recognized as one of the greatest of all time, even with that. So mm-hmm. I, I think Mahomes would be good. Yeah. I think I think Mahomes, I don't think he has to win six, to be honest, to pass Brady. Um, he just has to be a consistently great player for a decade and a half, which, I mean, barring any catastrophic injury, which we pray never happens to him. I think he'll be on that path, and he'll definitely reach that. Another thing, Nathan, is you know what we in the sports media like to call the eye test. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking at Brady and you're looking at Mahomes, anyone can tell that Mahomes is like one of the most talented. Just let's just talk about like throwing ability, running ability, yeah. athleticism. Way anyone can tell that Mahomes is up there in terms of just pure talent. Mm-hmm. So he's already got that out of the way. So if you're judging it off that. Then in the long run, you know, people will probably lean more mo- towards Mahomes. People mm-hmm. who are judging it like that. Yeah, and he already has. Um, I mean, uh, he doesn't have the, in- the the 
intelligence of Tom Brady yet, but I mean, he's such a smart kid. I think he'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a very smart kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you know Texas Tech is uh, a, a football and an academic school, right? That's what they are. You know, Texas Tech just beat us in LSU. I'm salty. <sighs> I'm really mad. Uh, anyway, as a Saints fan, how how bad would it feel to watch? To be one of the best-run organizations in the NFL for four seasons, winning the NFC South four times, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, only time it's ever happened, only to watch Tampa luck into getting Tom Brady and going to the Super Bowl. How how bad would that feel? It would hurt a lot. Pretty demoralizing. We've been trying to build something for the last four or five years, and for Tampa to, let's say hypothetically if they win it, for Tampa to win it in the first year with Brady, not only that, but, you know, Buccaneers have the the worst win loss record in in by a in, big margin by a big margin of any team, and they have more Super Bowls than we do. They have two. We got one. That would hurt a lot. Yeah, Jake. I feel like the equivalent of that is like you know you're going to Disney World. You're with your family. Like you're really ready to have a good time. But the one ride you wanted to go on has like a four hour wait, and you're enduring the wait because you know it's going to be so amazing. And then all of a sudden, this random kid just picks up a fast pass out of nowhere (laughs) and just skips you right in the line. I just came back from Disney a month ago, so I I can relate to that. Actually, they didn't have fast passes at the time anymore because of COVID. It's still fresh. Oh, it's... No, it's it's like when you get in the line and you're... It's, it's, for example, Space Mountain where it's like three hours and then like you see this family of like 12 walking up with fast passes. I just want to like jump over the... The turnstile and like throw hands. <laughs> You're preaching <laughs> the so choir. Sick of that. Ronald. Yeah, it, it would hurt a lot. Uh, 2015, watch Carolina go. They lost. It was cool. 16, watch Atlanta lose in the most hilarious way possible. <laughs> that was nice. I just hope that Tampa can like continue that churn mm-hmm. of other NFC South teams going to the Super Bowl and losing. I would love them to lose because that would shorten the list of teams that have a 100% win rate in the Super Bowl because then it would just be us, the Jets, and the Ravens because uh, the Bucks have only been to one, and they, they won it in 2002 and then collapsed pretty immediately because that's what Tampa does. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, w- one more question before we get to the score predictions. We're all for Tampa in this game, right? I mean, for Kansas City in this game. We all won Kansas City. Yes. Yes. I was about to really disagree with you. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Kansas City, where Kansas City stands. 100%. Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT, obviously. All right. The the big part of the show, everyone was probably looking forward to the final score predictions. What are your predictions for this game? And give me a random stat you expect to happen. You guys can go. I'll first, go ahead. I'll want. go. First. You guys can like just go around. I'm still, let me think about this one. I'll go first. I say the Chiefs win pretty handily, 31 to 14. I don't think it's close. I think the Chiefs win big. And my my random stat, Clyde Edwards-Alaire over 100 yards, 100 total yards. I think he has a big game. I like that. Yeah. I think for me, I'm gonna go Chiefs, 35 to 31, and I think. Random stat, Gronk has two touchdowns. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Ronald? I can see the Chiefs winning 45-42, and which, what's going to be good about this game is in classic Brady fashion, Mahomes makes a huge comeback hmm. to win the game. I would like to see that. Jordan? I'd say the Chiefs can win this one. I'll give them 
34 points. I'd say Tampa, 20 points. Okay. Let's say 34-20 Kansas City. Some of you are both both very bullish on the Chiefs. We yeah, think they're, around there. And uh, To use a gamble, or not a gamble, a Wall Street term, given the uh, recent Wall Street situation. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and random stat, uh, listen, Brady's had, uh, he's won games, but he's had a problem with the turnovers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I say Kansas City can intercept him three times in this in this game, I said the secondary gets him to gets to him three times. One of them will be returned for a touchdown. Hopefully, it's Honey Badger. Thank you. I was going to ask who that was. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know, but three interceptions for the Chiefs. One of them gets runs run back for a touchdown. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Well, any final thoughts for the game? It, it's it's going to be a good. Even though I predicted like a, a two touchdown margin, it's it's going to be a fun one. I think it's mm-hmm. going it's a big legacy game more than any other. Jake, this one's a little broader, but. I'm curious because I don't actually know. Has any NFL team repeated? No. Never. No. Not even in college either. No football team, you know, outside of high school, whatever. College pros never repeated. Yeah. I'll have to brush up on the contract situations with the Chiefs organization, but that's not impossible from my perspective. If they beat the Bucks, I would highly expect them to be back in the same position next year. Yeah. I think that's what I'm more excited about. If the about. Chiefs win this game, as great as they are, um, just for historic purposes, I probably won't pick them to win next year, even though they'll probably come back really strong. Yeah. Um, just for histor- no teams ever three. I hope they go for it. Yeah, it's statistically I mean, improbable. Yeah. So. Football is just a tough game on yeah. you to, to mm-hmm. keep winning. It takes one broken bone for Patrick Mahomes and then done. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Ronald, any final yeah. thoughts? I think that if the Chiefs win this game, they're going to be looked at like as one of those organizations, like, Cowboys, 49ers, Steelers, one of those. Packers. Like, yeah, Packers, Giants, like one of those organizations if mm-hmm. they win this one. One of the – it's kind of a weird term, but not like the blue bloods of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly the same because blue bloods, I think, have more to do with both your length, that your age of your team and your – or how long you've been playing and how long you've been good. But in this, it's more just – are you a good organization over the whole uh, the whole time of your uh, existence, right? So, yeah. yeah. Nathan, how much do you think if the Chiefs win? How much do you think the the Chiefs' legacy goes up more because you think like for a long time they were probably a top fifteen organization, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they're you like know, a they top had, they half. Had, they had one title in fifty years. They win last year. There's number two. They win this year. They have three Super Bowls. Yeah. If they if they you know win this one, does that take care of like the past 50 years of playoff failure, and are they now, if they win, a top 10 franchise all time? Super Bowl fixes everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If they have three, they're definitely. Yeah, I think it's very, I think, you know, Mahomes, ever since he's been there, he's carried them back into a top 50 uh, NFL team Cause like all, all time. Because, like, all time, Patriots, Packers, Steelers, mm-hmm. Niners, Cowboys. Giants. Mm-hmm. Giants are probably even with them, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Well, now a little ahead of them, but, like, yeah, definitely... Yeah, I'd say the Giants. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely a top 10 organization. Mm-hmm. Especially if they win this game. They're already better. They're right back They're already there. better than the Cowboys in my book. <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> are 32nd on that list. I don't <laughs> care how many Super Bowls they have. That's it. Man. Washed. Actually, not- that's not true. They're 31st. The Falcons are last. 
Man, are both of them uh, over Jacksonville? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville done? Hey, Jacksonville had a good, what was it, second year of existence, and then nothing else past yeah. that? They were the complete opposite of what teams usually do. They were good their first years, and then nothing since. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Golden Knights it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Ever since Coughlin left, the Jacksonville Jaguars have not been the same. Nope. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it uh, for Nathan Long, for Jordan Dove, for Jake Barty, for Ronald Riggs. This has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers.